There's going to be children screaming in the background, but that's because of my neighbours. Of, sh- of course it is, Alex, because hello and welcome to Chatterco Podcast. He definitely hasn't kidnapped some people. Um, <laughs> where we break down and review a movie and, you know, just try to have a bit of fun as we go along. Uh, I'm your host of Drinking, Thomas Shoes. I'm Hayden. No. No. Hay- Hayden's Hayden's dead. Oh, sure. I'm no, he's a he's a trash can. I'm Connor. Uh, sh- no, no. Uh... I'm Slowpoke. I'm a Slowpoke boy. I'm Geeky Bear, Alex. Yeah, that's Alex. Uh, There's nothing special about me. Hayden was meant to join, but she's getting pissed. So you know. Happy twenty third. Yep. Um. So that's uh, let's get straight into. It. So uh, obviously we, today we're covering G.I. Joe: The Rise of Cobra, another Cobra. of Paramount's many adaptions of beloved like old yep. school stuff. Um, it's based on the uh, toy the line. Hasbro's. Yep, Hasbro's G.I. Joe. Yeah, uh, and just like uh, the Transformers film, we watched the animated one. This also had mm. an animated movie in the eighties that basically was going to kill off the main character, and then after what Transformers did, they're like, shit, we can't do that. Okay, he's in a coma now from there on. That's what they did. Yep. They, re- they had to fix it because of the reaction to Optimus dying in Transformers. So they fixed it. But it was another box office disaster. This wasn't as much a box office disaster. It was more for, uh, commercial and, well, yeah. critically. It was mixed with fans. Um, so, obviously, let's say, J.J. Uh, the Rose Cobra was released in 2009, as an attempt to kickstart a G.I. Joe universe, similar to Transformers, what I did uh, a few years prior. I don't think it did that good as uh, a kickstarter for it, but yeah. Uh, obviously, they, obviously, eventually, five years later, did the same with Teenage Ninja Turtles, which also had two movies before they rebooted it. Um, as I say, it was more of a success money-wise, but not fully. It, it's money back, and you know, got a bit, a bit of a pocket money in the back of the pocket for it. Yeah. It's uh, just a bit of pocket money, you know? Yeah, and uh, just like fucking Transformers, eventually they decided doing a soft reboot on it. But unlike Transformers, which took about five movies to go, yeah, you know what, let's reboot this. Uh, this yeah. is doing it after two, with Snake Eyes <laughs> due out very, very soon. Yeah, I was just looking at IMDb and it's on about Snake Eyes. It's also got a G.I. Joe every vigilant. Or vigilante. Didn't know that is. Vigilant. I'm very much looking forward to uh, Snake Eyes. It looks quite good. Um, the thumbnail for the thing looks very nice. Uh, the movie was directed by Stephen uh, Sommers, there you pronounce that, uh, who directed both Mummy movies with Brendan Fraser and Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he's uh, known for a lot of CGI heavy movies. There's literally a scale. If I can see, I can find the uh, the quote I saw on IMDb. It's just scale at university of how they decide how much CGI is within a movie, and it's him. They use him as the the groundwork for said scale. Uh, Stephen Summers, there it is. Um, the Stephen Summers scale. Something like that. So, the industrial light and magic Joe can create the Stephen Summers scale to measure the extent of digital effects used in a given movie scene. The four parts of the scale, from lowest to highest, are what the shot needs, what the computer can handle, oh my god, the, computer, the computers are about to crash, and finally, what Stephen wants. I thought it was quite funny, to be fair, because this is very CGI heavy and not in a good way. Like, no, there's some a of few... the CGI was absolutely Yeah, shit. there's some moments where you... 
obviously it's fine like it okay, okay it's acceptable but then there's other moments but, you're like whoa that's that's really bad it's also it's got the transformer effect in my opinion where the, the human cgi is shit some of it uh like the running with the when they're in their mech suits kind of thing some of the running parts is a bit shit some of, uh, it's, when she's, some of it's fine when, some they're of it. when they're staying still it's clearly a practical suit Mm, yeah. But obviously, when it's like fast moving, obviously that's the issue. Yeah. With fast moving, you fuck basically. If you don't put, especially pre twenty ten, if you didn't pump all your fucking budget into CGI, CGI you were fucked. Yeah. Which is obviously what why Transformers was successful. It didn't have a yeah. well known cast, and it pumped the rest of its budget into uh, the CGI to yeah. get it spot on. And I feel like with Transformers, if, if it wasn't right, Michael Bay would tell him to go fuck it because he wanted the CGI right. Yeah. Obviously it wouldn't work. But whereas this, obviously, it has got a well-known cast like Channing Tatum, uh, Marlon yeah. Wayans, Dennis Quaid, um, Leo Howard, uh, the guy from Lost. I can't think of his name. He played Mr. Echo. I can't think of his name in real life. Obviously, Christopher Eccleston. It's got a lot of yeah. well-known names and many more as well. So obviously, a lot of budget in this one probably went into its cast and set pieces because. The set pieces themselves look really well done. Obviously, it's just when it goes to the CGI itself, it goes a bit. Yeah, I feel it like was a bit. Mm. I feel like they pumped a lot of the CGI budget into like the uh, nanotech destruction because that looked yeah. fine. That looked really fine. Looked great. But I, I feel like that's how the budget went into. They're like, yeah, okay, we've got the actors. Yeah. There's like a hundred gone. Okay, mate, we got about one seven. <laughs> we got seventy-five million left. Oh, but about fifty million into this like these sequences here. What, what about the rest of the CGI? Oh, twenty-five million should do. <laughs> Literally, if you're not Avatar pre 2010, it's either hit or miss. Yes, yeah. you have Especially to sink. Never miss, huh? You have to sink your budget into CGI. It won't work. Nowadays, you don't have yeah. to. Nowadays, you can put a bit of money into it. It fucking looks amazing. But obviously, back then, how times have changed. Exactly, huh? how technology has evolved, really. But I mean, when what watching it again? Because obviously, I watched this back in 2009 when it first came out. Obviously, yeah. I, unlike Transformers, I didn't know fuck all about GI Joe going to this movie back then. I had no recollection of G.I. Joe. Never watched any of the cartoons. There's not. There's actually not many cartoon series. Obviously, they did a few series. No, I remember some some bits about. I don't. I just remember the the toy line of G.I. Joe. Yeah, really. same. That's all I really remember because obviously I was looking at uh, Wikipedia on the series. Obviously, yeah. like, the early series had like a couple like so like ran for like quite a few years. But obviously, in terms of reboot series, there's only about four or five of them. So obviously, it's not as pushed at you as like turtles and transformers and stuff like that yeah. and even like my little pony and crap like that it's not as pushed as you'd think it's definitely aimed at like america for obviously being american military based yeah but so obviously going into that i was like okay don't know anything about it i'm just gonna sit back enjoy it's mad by the guy who made the mummy i like the mummy film uh i like van Helsing. i like this too <laughs> yeah and obviously watching it i feel like it's, it's very generic in its idea of a uh, bad guy a good guy is actually really a bad guy using obviously his ways to steal stuff from himself technically but making it look like it's the yeah. other guys so he can get more money a team of people have to come together to fight him yada yada very generic type plot but uh, obviously as I say bad CGI but I feel like it's saved by its cast I really like the cast in this movie Yeah, I think they're very they bounce off each other very well and I feel like it's very well chore- uh, even though the fight scenes I think are very well choreographed between them yeah, uh, like uh, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Uh, they were their chemistry. I know I don't like those opposites of each other, but I liked it. It's like 
Like the colours that they wore, yin yang. That's the, that was the whole point of their costumes back in the day was yeah. the yin and yang. But yeah, uh, I think it was brilliant. With them. So, I'm, I'm happy they chose the. Uh, I'm happy they chose like the martial artist for those two roles. Yeah, I feel like you get normal actors. It's just going to be a bit shit. So you, you need like so even uh, you need like someone who can actually hand themselves in the yeah. fight. So you don't have to fucking like, get stunt doubles in. And for the fact that obviously Ray Park, who played Darth Maul back in Phantom of Menace, and can't remember the uh, place. Lee, but I'm I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. His name's Lee. We'll, we'll call him Lee then. Uh, obviously, I've seen him in a few things where he's uh, quite a decent martial artist. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, they chose the two right actors there, and I, I feel like in general they chose the right actors from pretty much all the yeah, Like I was reading on IMDb, uh, Dennis Quaid, the guy who was like in charge of them all. He only had a couple of scenes, but the production yeah. crew work, when they work with him, were like, "Oh, this guy's amazing." It's, it's, they literally wrote like. 10 to 15 more scenes just for him to be in the film even more and obviously he plays that stern like guy in charge general general role yeah general role and I I really enjoyed watching him in this film I just just found it funny every time he was going towards the end he was like I'll release the sharks I found it so funny because of the fact that that actor was in the third Jaws movie the really shit 3D movie and all I can think of when he says release the sharks that really shit 3D shot the sharks slowly going to the camera and him going oh no that's all I could think I was like no Tom it's not that bad it's not that bad of a movie it's actually entertaining to watch it's not it's not great it's not terrible it's just above average um obviously obviously Marlon Wayans as uh Ripcord I think his name is yeah he was he was great his chemistry with uh Channing Tatum's uh Duke and obviously uh was it Cover Girl the... Uh, Caroline uh, Kovaco. Oh. Scarlet. Oh, no, Scar- Scarlet. Rachel Nicholas. The, the, my mum is just going, come on, Tommy, you got this, 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 you got this. Sorry, Rachel Nichols. I was trying to think of the, because that character's in the new reboot, and I was yeah. just trying to think. I was like, Please don't judge me on my reading of the names. I am trying. Alice, <laughs> it's me. I've, I'm not if, if, about if, you. I'm not about your deals. Yeah, but I mean, if people have listened to me in the past, true. I I've said some really dodgy pronunciations of people's I'm, names. I'm like the Poundland version of Hayden. I've got the tits. I've got the coloured hair. I just don't have the brain power. You think she does? <laughs> you think she has brain power? True. I just don't have the comedy aspect. But as, as I say, I, I, I really enjoyed what... Yeah. So I said to Hayden in the like, message when she was like, uh, oh, I might not be able to come. I was like, okay, <laughs> send me the score and whatnot for what she's going to give it. And I, I was like, she, she said straight away, she knew the obviously her favourite character was, which is obviously him. And I was like, that's the thing, cause obviously when you see him, obviously he does a lot of comedy whatnot in whatnot, in yeah. stuff in general, like scary movie, white chick, stuff like that. And you, you look at him and go, okay... Especially when the poem in this film, you think, okay, he's just going to be like the comic relief. He's not going to do much. He's going to be there to the throw. Really, is he? He's not the ba- the basic comic relief one. He is the one that does throw yeah. more of the wisecracks, but I mean, he it's actually like gets heavily thing. involved in the plot itself, which yeah, I really like. I said to Hayden, I was like, I wish he'd do more like this. Like, I don't mind him like, yeah. throwing a few wisecracks here and there, but I would love to see him heavily involved in the movie like this because obviously he gets heavily involved in the Paris sequence. He's involved in the opening sequence with the, and the, the firefights and the end sequence. He's like the main reason the ending yeah. comes into play. And I wish he does would do more because he's outstanding in this movie. He's he incredible. 
Um, and we can't talk about a ripcord without Mr. McCullen. I mean, the movie wouldn't be there without him. You mean the bad guy or the... Or you're still not... Yeah. So you're talking about so Christopher Eccleston? Yeah, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, I, I, uh, I like Christopher I, I, I like Eccleston. You want a bad guy, huh? <laughs> Make sure he's British. Well, that's, that's yeah. How you know. Or more specifically, Scottish. Scottish, yes. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's he's a really he's a he's a great actor. Obviously, well known thanks to that one series Doctor Who he did. But he's been in yeah. a lot of other things over the years. I watched him in a, yeah, just, a TV just series. At his, uh, I watched him in a TV series called Frontier. Uh, is it Frontier? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, which Dennis Quaid was also in. Uh, I think Quaid came in the second series. Eccleston was in the first series only. And he was good in that. He wasn't in it very many episodes because he was the main cause of the plot, uh, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, Quaid was in the second series. And he was in the first, and he was really good in the first yeah. series. And he's a defender. He was in Four Dark World. He was the bad guy, the elf. Yeah, which shows is, how much I I really need to rewatch that. Which four. is funny because now the guy who's the the proper proper British guy in this, the one with the big guns. Yeah, he was his right hand man in that film. Do you remember the, the that weird looking monster that was with him? It's been a very, very, very It has very, been a long time, long but time. I think I think if you saw an image of the monster, it's called Cur- called Curse. Begin with a K. Um how, that was him. That was that guy. Which I find ironic because this time they're on the opposite ends. But then a few years later, they're teaming up as the villains. Which is ah, quite yes. funny. Yeah, that that was that was the really British guy in this. Mm. Well, I, I liked as well, because obviously, you know, he... It comes in the first shot you see of him, two big guns on top of the, gu- the ship shooting. Yeah. And he's just like, obviously, the one who just whips them all into shape, which I really liked. Yeah, they really came together as a team. Yeah. Which, it wasn't just like one of them, like, snapping and, like, they're all a team. But they've all got their own, like, perks, quirks. Yeah, because they, monta- they did the montage, didn't they? Obviously, yeah. where it shows them all getting together, which had Brendan Fraser, which I really liked. Uh, before you know, went off the rails and then came back again with uh, Doom Patrol. Um, obviously, they were then whipped into shape. Obviously, uh, yeah, ripcord on the gu- uh, testing his gun abilities. You obviously had Duke fighting uh, Snake Eyes and doing some other yeah. few things here and there. And obviously, it was showing obviously these two building up to be Joes. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, so Duke, you're like the best we've ever seen. Ripcord, if you know, we're half Dukes, you pass. Um, <laughs> and then obviously, it ha- the big action sequence happens and we all get attacked and. Obviously, you see them very easily taken all yeah. out because they're not a unit. Obviously, you've got Snake Eyes dealing with Storm Shadow in that really cool sequence when he, Storm Shadow recognises him. He's like, hello, brother. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. Oh. Yeah. Obviously, you've got uh, Scarlet fighting Baroness, which obviously yeah. she's taken out as well. Obviously, Duke's been dealing with, obviously, someone else. Baroness, and obviously, he's getting attacked by other people. Everyone's basically yeah. just wise apart. Obviously, Hawk's down and out. And they're not like this unit. And obviously, then they go to France. They slowly come together in that sequence. They're not fully a unit, exactly. Obviously, uh, it's more Duke and obviously Ripcord teaming up. Obviously, uh, Scarlet is on the bike, but she's not fully there. Obviously, Snake Eyes is high on top of a car, underneath a car. The, the yeah, sequence that you thought, the uh, you, you thought Storm Shadow's going to jump on top. It's going to be a samurai fight, but there wasn't. No, I, think... I, was, I was very disappointed in that part. <laughs> but uh, obviously... After that sequence, then obviously the big ending comes together, and yeah. they do obviously without obviously Duke because obviously he's 
dealing with Baroness and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the team do come together to help stop these missiles, to help stop Storm Shadow, to help stop basically the entire bad guys. So obviously yeah. it's not till the very last battle that they all are united as one, really. And obviously that's then the end shot of the film when they're all walking together in that slow motion shot. Because, you know, you've got to throw slow motion in when it's like a unit coming together, like, dun dun. Yep. Dun dun. And that's the very, you got Marlon Wayne's character, it's like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> it's a shame that this cast is gone in the sequel. Yeah, I think I think they would have done good to keep the same cast. Yeah, I don't mind like adding, like, maybe, like, obviously, because they had The Rock in the sequel, I don't mind uh, that addition, but it's just yeah. like, the fact that they get rid of Scarlet, they get rid of uh, Duke after a while, they get rid of uh, the British guy, they get rid of Ripcord, they get rid of the, get rid the of tech guy. Uh, the only yeah. one, as I said, the only ones that really stay in the sequel is Snake Eyes, because he's in the suit, you don't see him anyway. Um, obviously Storm Shadow. Duke comes back for a bit, but not a lot. He's back? Who? How did he survive? I'll find out next time. Yeah, never mind. <clears throat> Storm Shadow. Oh, you'll see. It's, it's called uh, the pair of uh, being one of the, the most notable characters in this franchise. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> that and the guy uh, wait. directed the next film, I think directed him in the movie Red. So, you know, he's like, oh, let's bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, 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 yeah, so you'll, you'll see. It's, very, it's outlined yeah. very early on how he survives. Good, good. Um, good, good. But yeah, I, I just think... I, I, I do think it gets a lot of hate... Don't get me wrong, it's not incredible. It's not this mm. groundbreaking movie like Hey Transformers was with its CGI and whatnot. But it is an entertaining watch. If you've got nothing else to watch, I do recommend putting it on, watching it. It has its moments. That Obviously, if you're a G.I. Joe fan, you'll probably enjoy it even more. Yeah. Uh, if you're just like someone who enjoys the action movies, don't give a shit about uh, being generic and whatnot, obviously, you'd probably enjoy it. Obviously, if, you, yeah. if you're not into like, these sort of generic action it's, films, then you're not going to like it. Yeah, it's got a great cast. Uh, that really helps it, like, carry it. Carries it, really. Good cast. Good uh, chemistry between, obviously, the cast. The comedy yeah. and the action. That's yeah. mainly what salvages the movie. And the technology as well. Yeah, the, te- the technology is quite good. That gun, the one that shoots like that massive shockwave, yeah. is quite cool. That's oh, what, I know, I like that. That's what I like with this, because uh, one thing I always said with the Transformers once it took till the third movie to really see anyone properly dying by yeah. characters, whereas this, like the opening sequence, that uh, attack when they get ambushed, she just vaporizes like multiple people. I was like, okay, this is completely different tonage to like, yeah. how Transformers is. That took like three movies before people started dying. Also, can I just say, I think France might take it a bit personal that a lot of films... Like want to destroy the Eiffel Tower. It's like, yeah, you got this one. Eiffel Tower gets destroyed. You got another one. <laughs> Can't figure the names, but Eiffel Tower gets destroyed quite a bit. So I'm trying. To, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of another film. There's a few, there is a few films that have done yeah. this. Pretty and sad. I'm just thinking, France are probably going to take this as a personal I'm attack. Pretty sad. I swear, I saw. Uh, I don't know if it was through the movies or because of like the terrorist attacks over there. I swear they banned. Like these sort of attack sequences in uh, France now, in terms of movies. I swear, I swear I read that somewhere. I could be wrong, but I swear I read that somewhere. Um, but yeah, as I say, if you look past a lot of its flaws, it is one that you can just sit back, maybe get some popcorn, get a nice, I don't know, crack a nice cold one open, have a nice, relaxing uh, movie night. Until you get to the sequel, which 
fucks with the cast and then though it has a good cast it just fucks with it and it annoys me I think that's why I hate that a little bit is the, the fact that they fuck with the cast that's the thing because obviously as I say you look at like uh, Transformers for example they kept the same apart from obviously the third one which obviously lost Megan Fox uh, they kept the same cast all the way through the first three movies. Yeah, which and was th- good. Because then, you get some free character development and all that, yeah. which is uh, one of the best things about movies, especially like a trilogy and that. Exactly. And then obviously the next two movies, they replaced the cast, but they kept obviously the main character from obviously the fourth one in the fifth one. So they kept the same cast near enough. Obviously a few additions here and there, a few taken away. Yeah. Ke- kept the main focus on those characters. Whereas this, as I say, for the fact that we get this cast, we like them, we're enjoying them. And the fact that they wreck that in the second one and replace them with new characters is just a bit of a kick in the bollocks for movie fans, yeah. really. Especially since, like, like you build a relationship. Like, I know it's, like, like a proper one, but, like, you build a relationship with the characters uh, when you watch the first movie. And then it's, like, with Transformers. So you get Sam. You build a relationship with Sam. You see him grow up. You see he's, what he's like in, like, everyday life and all that. And then, yeah, and like, yeah, the third movie's fucked off. Well, no, fourth movie, wasn't it? Yeah, fourth movie's gone. Yeah, fourth movie's gone, which is a bit shit, in my opinion. But, you know, the actor did some shit, which he deserved. Uh, so, yeah, it's for reasons like that, it's understandable. But, like Channing Tatum, he could have came back for he this did. one. He did, he did. He come, I would say he comes back for a bit. He's, yeah, li- he's literally on the main cover of the poster <laughs> for the sequel. Yeah. Which got me, I was like, okay, so he's back. I'm annoyed the rest of the cast yeah. on, but he's back. He's the main character. It's going to be cool. And then obviously, not to spoil he's too much, there. he's not in he it just, that much. Yeah, I which, think I heard you say it yesterday. Which you'll see when, obviously, you watch it, Alex. Um, mm. it, obviously, it's a bit of a kick in the bollocks when you're, you're like, okay, he's, he's the main focus. Why is he just not in this and as i say the fact he's on the front cover that's the most annoying part it's like oh yeah here's the main yeah. character oh yeah he's not he's not there he's not there the rock's the main character don't get me wrong i like the rock I mean, but yeah it's, just like, it's basically just yeah it's just, i think uh john m chu really fucked up with that part uh because yeah he could have literally i take it you're looking at the director of the second it. one yeah <laughs> Uh, with the stars being Dwayne Rock Johnson, Channing Tatum, and and someone else. Who are you trying to pronounce which character? Name the character. Uh, their character is somewhere. <laughs> ah, J, J, J with an E. I think I know. Female that, blonde. Yeah. Uh... I can't pronounce her last name off the top of my head. I mean, I mean, give, me a, give me a sec, give me a sec, give me a sec. Yeah, uh, I know you're talking about. Oh, Andrea. Andrea Palicki. Adrian Palicki. I see. That's, I think that's the closest way you pronounce it. Uh, she, was, she was in uh, Marvel at one point. Yeah. She was in Age of Shield. We'll talk about that next week. Yep. Um... But yeah, I just, I just well, I was gonna, I was gonna carry on. Go on then. I was gonna move on to the next, the next part of the uh, the review. Well, well, before we do any sort of favorite, let's just talk about obviously the ending. 
I thought the ending was quite good, especially with how they they dealt with a uh, report. Yeah, they gave me his moment uh, to shine, didn't they? Because he spent yeah. like, most of the movie saying he wants to be a pilot, he wants to be in the skies, rubbing on the ground. And they never let him. Yeah, because obviously you had Duke was always like, like no, I, I want to be on the ground fighting, I don't want to be above yeah. it, flying over. And they gave him the chance, well, didn't they? Let's just say, it's not all about you fucking Duke. Fuck off. You stay in the underwater, not underland. And so then they, they gave me a shot, didn't they? They're like, okay, yeah. you uh, go in the sky, fly this ship. Oh yeah, you got to speak uh, Celtic because it's uh, Scottish. Scottish. So you got to uh, say Takea, uh, Takea, or something like that, which is obviously fire. And then I don't remember the eject one. But obviously, you get this like really like cool sequence of him flying after trying to destroy the missile to Moscow. Yeah, I think it was really good. That. And then you got the one obviously with Washington, which is like a very like you cla- your classic ninety nine percent better hit a hundred. Stop the yeah. download situation. He's got that classic. It's an action thing. film. What yeah, do you and obviously he's like really close. And I like the fact that obviously he uses his brains. Where he's like, okay, it, I, I can't destroy this from a distance. I need to get right up close, hit yeah. it. It's going to destroy my ship, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to save the president's life. Whoosh, bang, survived. I mean, the president's dead. Well, wait till the next one, Alex. Wait till the next one. Okay. You'll see. You'll see in that one. Um. Obviously, you had the, the whole underwater. <laughs> you had the whole underwater battle, with obviously, uh, Duke and obviously yeah. Baroness versus obviously all the Cobra ships. And Robot Shark, tuners. You got this massive underwater battle going on. You obviously got Snake Eyes fighting Storm Shadow, which is a pretty cool sequence. That one yeah. guy, man, he got vaporized when he hit that fucking lightning, <laughs> that electric current. And he kicked I him thought into that it. was Storm Shadow. No, Storm Shadow just fell straight down. Oh. He just went straight down. He got stabbed no, and went straight down. That's why I thought he was dead. No, That's why I was like, got, a bit got, like, how is got, he coming back? Got cheeky stab and then fell down. Okay. Which is the, which is just ironic, I find, for the fact that Snake Eyes, obviously, is played by Ray Park, who played Darth Moore, who, in the same situation with a giant circle in the floor, was one that got cut in the middle and then fell down a giant hole. Whereas this time, he stabbed someone and kicked them down a giant hole. So the opposite effect. He got payback. <laughs> got payback. Pay my bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think it was a decent ending. It's got all the action you need for a fi- finale. Yeah. It's got obviously got all the characters getting involved in their ways, showing off all their skills. And obviously then the bad guys are caught. Obviously, uh, Destro, or you thought it was Deathstroke, uh, has now got his metal he- head, which obviously is iconic for in the books. Yeah. Having the, obviously his white chrome down face. Obviously, uh, Cobra Commander's yeah. now got his mask on. Not the obviously the the accurate mask, just a, a rendition. I'm pretty sure he gets the accurate mask in the next one. Um, yeah, and obviously everyone's happy. The G- the Joes are together, even though they're gonna get split up again in a bit. Um, and obviously then he said that you have that uh, massive end credit sequence where the president, who was like saw someone in his bunker after getting ambushed, and then, like he sits back and it's whistling. And it's actually the the bad guy, uh, who was obviously the bad guy in the mummy. Obviously, yeah. he had his facial reconstruction to look like the president, which is going to play a big part in the sequel, which I like for the fact that, obviously, though they fuck off the cast, they do actually finish off the story. They set up the story, didn't they? They do, they do actually finish it off in the I second if, one. I think if they didn't carry on with it, yeah, it would have been a such a it, let down. It would have been even worse. But for the fact they carried it on, they actually end the story in the next one. It's, yeah. It has its moments. Um, so, what would you say is your favourite moment? Uh, actually, before I say favorite, moment, I, I, I was reading there's a deleted scene that they cut out. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're gonna have, they were gonna have it in the end credit scene. 
where Snake Eyes yeah. going to crack a joke. And I don't know who it was, someone who was working on it, I don't know if it was one of the actors that was like, yeah, no, it's just leave it at that. He's mysterious. Don't have him no, crack I, a voice. I think crack. that's a good call. It's obviously because... It just makes yeah, no sense, really. Character. Yeah, because obviously you have that little obviously end credit like word after the the British guy is like he says uh, something about your Joes or something like that after the uh, Black Eyed Peas song kicks in. Oh, yeah. He, he makes a comment and then obviously it just cuts away. But yeah, I definitely think I would have ruined it. But uh, if I was to choose a favorite moment, Alex, uh, I would probably say the uh, Snake Eyes versus Storm Shadow fight. This second one for the fact that it built up to it and it was a yeah. decent uh, battle between them, and it, obviously it gets even better in the next one between them. What do you say? If you can think of what. Yes. Um, I'd say the the montage at the beginning would be my favorite. And the training. Uh, yeah, the training montage. Uh, because like, yeah, rookies to Joe's. Yeah, because obviously you got you got obviously you got Chain Times characters taking it all seriously, fighting Snake Eyes, yeah. keeps getting back up, doing his kick flips, taking Snake Eyes down, and whatnot. While and you, you got, got Ripcord who's flirting. Bit, yeah. And being an idiot for the fact that... And he gets obviously... a kid at the end, which is good. And so, cause he spends the whole film flirting with, obviously, uh, Scarlet. Yeah. And he's just like... Yeah. Uh, even, obviously, hey, during the montage, he's shooting. And he's like, ah, oh, talking. So she's like, oh, yeah, let's turn it on. He's like, oh, shit, shoot, shoot, shoot. And obviously, then it just builds up even nicely until the very end. Obviously, they have that heartfelt moment in the bathroom. And obviously, she's like trying to not show her injuries. And then yeah. right at the end, that little nice little kiss. And you're like, ah, yep. That's that's good character development. Built up yeah. the relationship rather than pushing it on. Mm, yeah. I don't think Duke had a good character development, really. No, he just played the stern. He just played this generic yeah. sort of military guy, didn't he? Yeah. Very much like the guy from the first like, Transformers film, the main military guy. Yeah. Just generic, running the mill. Has a few heartfelt moments, obviously, when he finds his wife still alive and whatnot. But, oh, where's the bag? Is the right guy, technically, sorry. Uh... And obviously, you find all the stuff about her, finding about her brother. Obviously, yeah, these yeah. heartfelt moments, but he's just kind of like a it generic, did. bland yeah. character. Not really much to him. But I suppose that's what they're after, really. Yeah, probably. If it's like a G.I. Joe kind of thing, then he's basically the mascot at the moment. Well, was. Yeah. It's all a rock. Uh, so, but he's just a generic guy anyway, so... Basically, yeah. Um, okay, t- it's time to rate this then. Um... As I say, it's generic, it's saved by its... Obviously, it's got bad CGI, it's, sa- it's saved by its cast, its action. Uh, I'd probably say it's something around like a, a 6.5-ish, but um, for, uh, for the fact that I do enjoy this <laughs> a bit more than I enjoyed uh, the second Turtles film, which I gave a 6, I am going to push it up to a 7, just about, because it is fun, it has its moments. Obviously, if you look past the bad CGI for the time-wise, you can have a bit of fun with it. Mm. And for the fact I'm not a G.I. Joe fan, uh, I thought it was. In, I thought I learned enough about some characters. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna like. Yeah, I'm the same as you. Like, I'm not a G.I. Joe fan. I'm not really an action film fan. I think that's like one of the reasons why I didn't. I wasn't really into the Captain America films. So like I still need to watch them, to be honest. So I've not seen them. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not just a action. It says it's an action adventure sci-fi. I don't. Not really. Like yeah, the technology was okay. I like the fact that they got different kind of technology. I like the fact of that. Um, yeah, I feel 
it was uh, it was average for me. So I was gonna give it a five, but since we're talking and like normally, I was gonna say like normally when we're doing our Pokemon podcasts, uh, you normally just help me raise it up a bit more. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Uh, yeah, it's basically an overall basic film, basic 2009 film. Probably best way to sum it up. Um, yeah. So Hayden obviously pretty much agrees with you in that sense. She agrees with basically a lot of the stuff we say, but overall she gave it a six out of ten. She she agreed with the, I, I, the comment I made to her was it's generic, it's saved by its cast, and that's basically why she agreed it was definitely a six. Uh, so obviously that gives Jojo uh, the Rise of Cobra Chaskov overall rating of six point three. It's the recurring one, but you know, six point three. Six point three, three, three. Yeah. Three, um, three, three, three. Okay, so MVP time. Uh, I think we, it's it's got it's got to be Ripcord player Marlon. Yeah, Wayne's. definitely. He if was, it wasn't, I'd be yeah, very disappointed. Both me and Hayden agreed. He's the comedy, but he also oh, the, 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 we both agreed on it. And obviously, you're agreeing on it as well. So we all agreed. No, 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 no. no. Hayden's not here. It would have been me and you agreeing. Yeah, but she also agreed. If Hayden comments. was here, then she could agree too. But she's not. Hello, I'm the co-host I'm today. No, 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 no. I'm the co-host today, Tom. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, he's, he's just the best character. Uh, yeah. Runner up, McCullen. Should we say? McCullen. Yeah, I was. I was going to say either McCullen or Storm Snake Eyes, just because it's Snake Eyes. Just so, so we just give it in because of the film coming out. Give him, yeah. a, give, him a, give him a bit of a praise. Okay, I'm going to give it to Snake Eyes, uh, played by Ray give Park. Give us clout, Snake Eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give us that cash, man. <laughs> so what would you say is your question of the day? Ooh. Did you think of a question of the day? That was it. Um, does it, does it, su- does it surprise you that out of obviously the choices he could have done, Michael Bay didn't direct this movie, for the fact that he's into these sort of war films, and is it surprised that he chose Transformers over basically this war type franchise? I don't know because I don't really know what. I've, like, I've only know directors that I've been like in the Chatter Caves for, and I don't. I've only heard of uh, this, what, what's his name, Michael Bay. Yeah, the one who did Transformers. Yeah, I know. I know. Just, just like, just making sure that's his name. I've only know Michael Bay from Transformers now. He basically he's very much into the war stuff. The Pearl Harbor. Um, I think Hayden would have been a better recipient of this question. I, I think her response uh, when I mentioned it to her was something like, uh, "He probably chose Transformers over this for the fact that it can be. It's the idea of oh, you can have like a human-based war. You can have like a giant fuck-off robot, more explosive slow-motion war." Yeah, I think that would have made him come in his pants a bit more. I, so... I, I was very surprised that he didn't choose this for the, just for the <laughs> fact that. It's literally a run-of-the-mill war uh, soldier-based yeah. thing. It's just I think surprising. It, I think it might be a bit too plain for him. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. It just surprised me that they obviously he didn't. Um, okay, uh, so that's it for the Chef K podcast. Alex, thanks for replacing Hayden for the day. You're welcome. Um, and next time it will be G.I. Joe's Retaliation. we got one more Joe in us. Yeah, we have.
I was waiting for you to pick up on that metaphor, uh, double entendre there. Um, so yeah, I've been your host, Drinking Thomas Hughes. I've been the disappointment, the not Hayden, Alex, or Geeky Bear. Okay, uh, uh, something Joe's. Go Joe's!